Welcome to Path to Peace with Todd Perlmutter. I'm your host, Todd Perlmutter. Our world is a projection of our collective consciousness. The more peace we bring into our lives, the more peace we bring into this world. So let the transformation begin. Unless you were born into some utopia where everyone is loving and kind and healing, you have surely experienced some kind of betrayal trauma. That is someone we trusted, someone we felt we knew, someone we may have relied on, lets us down. And it can be a family member, a friend, a romantic partner, or a coworker, or even our own government, an authority figure, a teacher, a classmate. We live in a world that is only recently come out of the jungle. Only about 1% of human history involved civilization, living in cities, and relative physical safety. So today, the predominant form of trauma is not from violence or being in danger of a aggressive animal, but it is from our social interactions, our relationships. And all of that trauma, when we did live in the wild, has led us to be a traumatized species that is continuously traumatizing each other. So it is inevitable that when we live in these communities, that we will run into people who will betray our trust, who will treat us unkindly, unwisely. And likewise, surely we will traumatize someone else at some point in our lives through an unskillful word or perhaps through our own neglect from when we are needing to heal ourselves and we can't be there for someone else. In business, instead of being able to trust our coworkers, we may face a coworker whose ambition leads them to sabotage others. In our friendships, someone may give in to gossip about us because of the immediate pleasure they will get that will mask their own pain. In our families, of course, we all make mistakes, but certain egos can prevent people from reconciliation, from admitting fault. And we live in a world that really rewards people who are greedy and selfish and conniving and materialistic. 
And so there is theft. There is deceit. There is competition instead of cooperation. But at the end of the day, we know where that leads. And even though society may tell us that material gains is all that matters, we know that that is a one-way ticket to a loveless, joyless, and lonely life. So if we don't want to end up bitter, jaded, angry, hateful, negative, and in a constant state of stress and feeling like we're in danger all the time in fight-or-flight mode, we have to learn how to break that cycle, to overcome that grip the past has on us and truly heal that trauma and break the cycle for our children and give them the tools to also handle the inevitable confrontations we will all have with people who are hurtful, mindlessly hurtful and destructive as well as self-destructive. And fortunately, there are many different cultures who have found ways to overcome their trauma, their relationship trauma, their societal trauma, because society is not always the kindest with the people's thoughts and feelings and experiences at front of mind. We don't live in a world that is as gentle and loving as it can be. And the first thing we have to do is recognize that if we succumb to bitterness, if we succumb to anger and vengeance, we become the thing we have been against and we allow for others to change us, to defeat us, to transform the core of who we are, which is all of us, loving, social creatures, into bitter and isolated ones. And we must realize that the only way to create that better world is to change the only place we have control over, which is our mind and body. The quickest, easiest, and best way to overcome this kind of betrayal trauma is to learn to love and forgive whoever has perpetrated injustice against us. And this doesn't mean forgiveness in the sense of we tell someone we forgive them. We let them into our lives again. We tell them that it's okay what they did. Forgiveness simply means that we stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone else. It has nothing to do with the other person. 
if we choose to let someone back into our life, if they've made amends, if we care deeply about someone and we feel that we can continue a relationship, maybe with a safe distance, maybe with a little reservations to protect ourselves, that's totally up to each of us. But forgiveness just means we don't let someone who was unkind make us unkind to ourselves. There is a lot I have seen on the internet by people giving advice that says, don't forgive. Some people don't deserve forgiveness. Why forgiveness isn't always the answer. And I would love to just remind ourselves that forgiveness is a gift to ourself. It is not a gift to anyone else. It isn't about forcing ourselves to do something that will put us in danger. It is simply not letting the past continue to attack us. It is to leave the past in the past, to fully heal from our trauma so that triggers, things that remind us of some grave offense, no longer stir up agitation and anger and anxiety and frustration in our bodies and mind that can ruin our day. And forgiveness is the only way we can actually live in a world that breaks this cycle of being hurt and hurting others. I'm sure a lot of people are thinking that their situation is a little different, that their hurt is truly unforgivable. And I have no doubt that if you are in that position, that a grave injustice was done, that something that does truly seem unforgivable happened to you. But all of that anger that feels so justified is sneakily and coercively convincing us that that anger is protecting us, that we need it, that it will solve our problems, and that it will keep us safe. But the truth is, that anger, that grudge, resentment, is only preventing us from experiencing the peace of this moment, from realizing the potential for bliss that is always available to us. No matter what happened in the past, it is gone. It is over. It does not exist. And we are the ones that carry it into the present. I personally have suffered gravely from very close relatives that I trusted my whole life who stole from me or lied to me about very serious things. And in complete acts of betrayal, I was blamed <laughs> for trusting them. Some of these people I've had to cut out of my life because they have shown no remorse 
no willingness to change, no awareness of the harm they caused. And forgiveness was a journey for me. It was something that took a lot of practice, a lot of loving-kindness meditation, which uh, I have a guided meditation on my YouTube channel, which I highly recommend. It's a loving-kindness meditation that I learned when living in a Buddhist monastery in Thailand. And it is profound for helping us overcome and let go of that which seems impossible to let go of. When our whole life changes because of a betrayal and we've lost a lot of money or a lot of possessions were stolen or it side rails our plans in life, then every moment, every day can be a reminder of that hurt and it can always be triggering to see what our life could have been. And we see reminders everywhere we look when these things derail us. And in these times, it is essential to fully let that pain go from us. And it takes more than just saying, I forgive. It takes this kind of deep meditation and reflection to allow those thoughts that we know are beneficial for us, to fully seep down into the core of our being, to get to the root of where that trauma lies within us, so that a trigger no longer has any power over us. We can let go of that resentment, that anger, that hatred, and we can keep the wisdom, the lesson, the understanding, the knowing, and we can be more cautious in the future without being jaded, without being pessimistic or negative. And that is the beautiful balance that a loving-kindness meditation can bring about. And it's just a few minutes, and it can be done every day, once a week, however you like. But I find that in meditation, our conscious mind can communicate with our unconscious and subconscious minds, and so we can consciously guide what is normally unconscious, which is the unconscious holding on to our grudges and those vengeful, destructive thoughts. This is how we get to the core of forgiveness. This is how we get to the roots and rip out those betrayals because we don't want to live with them. We don't want to accumulate them. That is a guarantee to create problems in our own lives, whether it is physical or mental disease, whether it is addiction or depression or anxiety or bitterness, or distrusting everyone we meet. Of course, we need to protect ourselves. Of course, we need a healthy dose of skepticism. And we need to allow people, and in relationships from ourselves as well, to earn trust and to build trust. 
This is wisdom. This isn't bitterness or anger. This is an honest look at the world we live in. And sometimes those betrayals happened, as mine did, from a naivete, from wrongly thinking that family would always do the right thing, that they would always be honest, that our elders would always be good examples to us. And sometimes lessons are hard, and we really can't even see the lesson because we're too wrapped up in anger. But there is always wisdom to be found. And we need to let go of that anger in order to truly reflect and be able to see how did this make my life better? And as hard as it is to see, these mistakes, these betrayals, these times when we were taken advantage of, there is always something to learn. There is always some way it can evolve us for the better. We can always gain knowledge from every experience, and we can pass that knowledge on to our children, to our friends, to our family, and it can lead to good. We just have to be willing to look past the anger, look past the hatred, because those blind us to truth. I have seen Holocaust survivors forgive the mass murders, their tormentors in their camps. I have seen family members at court forgive another family member's murderer. If in these extreme cases people can forgive then we can all forgive. So whenever we feel our trauma being triggered, whenever we feel ourselves being carried away by those heavy, destructive emotions of hatred and anger, that is the moment to stay present, stay calm, to relax, and to just witness and observe and to lovingly be there for ourselves as that emotion is elevating. Because if we are not there for ourselves when someone else has betrayed us, then nobody will be. We are our closest companion. We are always with ourselves. And when we start to get swept away and our train of thought just goes a million miles an hour down a spiral of hatred. That is the time that we can just relax and take a deep breath, just witness it. And this really is the third thing we have to do besides loving kindness meditation and forgiveness is we need to practice self-love. We need to be there for ourselves extra when someone else who we depended on and relied upon were not there for us. 
and when they betrayed us. That is the moment we step in for ourselves. And I talk a lot about this in one of my recent books, Finding Your True Self, A Love Story. I talk a lot about self-love and what I call the four R's of self-love, which are rest, relaxation, reflection, and release. And we have to follow that system to the letter and in that order because that is the way we overcome all trauma. That is the way we heal the trauma that is inside us. Nobody else can do it for us. The mind and the body are holding on to the past. They are preventing us from being fully present and fully at peace. And if we are going to solve this problem that our mind is creating, we have to solve it with our mind. That is the only way we will solve it. Nothing external can solve what is caused internally. We can mask the symptoms all we want, but we will never be truly free. We will never get to the deepest roots until we turn inward, until we give ourselves that healing, loving energy that only we can give because we will never betray ourselves. We will never abandon ourselves. And we are the ones who we must rely on the most. And that may be the greatest lesson from betrayal, which as hard as it is to realize, the truth is everyone is going through their own stuff. Everyone has bad days and they will be short-tempered and they will not treat us with the kindness we need at all times that we need it. And we can be that source of strength for ourselves, and we must be. At the end of the day, we are either our best friend or our worst enemy. And when we don't give ourselves the attention, the love, care, and gentleness that we deserve, we will seek it elsewhere. And we will continue to be a slave to the moods and actions and words of others. But when we can truly love ourselves, only then can we be there for others with unshakable presence and joy. No matter what someone else is going through, and that is how we truly protect ourselves. Not by retreating and living like a hermit so that no one else can hurt us, but by loving ourselves so much that no one else can bring us down. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support that makes this all possible. We wouldn't be able to do it without the incredibly generous support from our listeners. And if you would like to contribute, if you find value in the podcast, please consider supporting if you're able to at eastwesticism.org or 
patreon.com or buymeacoffee.com. And be sure to leave a review, and that will help everyone else find their path to peace and create more ripple effects to make a world that is kinder, gentler, and more loving. Thank you so much. Much love. You have been listening to Path to Peace with Todd Perlmutter. Being here and putting in this important and noble work is one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself and others. If you found this podcast even a little helpful, please make sure to leave a review so it can reach others who may be in need. And remember, the path to peace starts with a single step.